0: In my mind, makes me want to sit down and listen to you. I listen all night. The melody, the arrangement, makes my body go so crazy I tell a beat, man, I love beats. It's the way the music comes over me. The emotions I get, I'll Sometimes the music is just... Make you cry and dry your eyes You know when the music Is the way you can hide Well I I get lost In your words It feels so good When I'm hurt Take my mind off Of the pain Love when the beat Takes me away With only good music Put your game in a song, just to make me moan I like my robin, take me alone A thug out bone, triple shots that's the train I get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Takes my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music, oh
1: Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you. Welcome to another session of the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, aka the Mediator and Shiro, right here at our ground zero. And as I always say, when we're at ground zero, we are not at rock bottom, we are simply standing on solid ground where we can gain our footing. Dig in deeply so that we can propel ourselves to new heights and soar with the eagles. We are waiting for our guest to come on right now. Hopefully, prayerfully, he's not having any technical difficulties. I was just talking with him uh, right before the show. But while we are waiting, I want to welcome each and every one of you to this week's segment. This is actually our last segment until I believe it's uh, August the 5th. Uh, We will be off air the entire month of uh, July. I know some of you don't want to hear this, but um, I will be preparing for my finals and um, taking some me time uh, to take care of some health issues and things like that. But we will be back on August the 5th. That is a Sunday, I believe, um, for our Sunday mornings with me, C. Maria. And then, uh, again, we'll be back on our Tuesday schedule as well. But many of you, as you can hear, it's sounding like I'm a little bit run down and under the weather, and I am just that um, this evening, and it seems to be getting Uh, Worse, but, you know, as they say, the show must and will go on. Marvin says he's calling in in about two minutes. So while we are waiting, let me just um, give you some of our analytics and things about um, our listenership for the week prior. Uh, I always tell you all about who had the highest listenership throughout the world, um, and this is not all of our listeners, but it's the listeners that showed to have the highest listenership in the past week. So again, it's the United States of America, the United Kingdom, Cambodia, India, Kuwait, Mexico, Uganda, France, and for the first time, we are welcoming Austria uh, to our listenership. So again, it's the United States of America, the UK, Cambodia, India, Kuwait, Mexico, Uganda, France, and Austria. And here in the States, we want to give a special shout-out to New York, Maryland, California, Washington State, Oregon, Texas, Minnesota, Illinois, um, Tennessee, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and for, and I'm sorry, and uh, Virginia, and did I miss anyone? Now, I said Florida already, so these are the uh, provinces, states, um, countries who had the highest listenership uh, in the past week for us, so welcome wherever you are listening all over the world, and to those of you who will be listening to the replay, and when we come back for our August the 5th program, um, our topic will be Inspire Before You Retire inspire before you expire. How about that? I'm going to change this around a little bit. Inspire before you expire. That's what we're going to do when we come back in August. Of course, if you need to reach out to us, we are here. Our number is always 202-618-2556. You can also reach us on our websites. Uh, the Wall Foundation Inc. Dot org. That's the Wall Foundation dot org. And my website, www.cmariawall.com. That's www.cmariawall.com. We're on various um, groups throughout social media as well. But I want you to really get that direct line to us in our absence. So, how is everyone today? I see Ms. Pretty is joining us over in the show chat room. Hello to those of you joining us over on our call query. Uh, At some point, if you'd like to join in our conversation, feel free to press the number one on your phone, and I will be sure to bring you on air. While we're waiting, of course, uh, a lot of people are saying that they're sharing the program and they'll be coming on. So, again, thank you so much for all of your continued support. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm sounding a little different, but as I said, I'm dealing with some health issues right now. And um, I'm really um, not feeling my best and rather tired this evening, but the show must and will go on. So while we're waiting for Marvin to join us, um, we are continuing our Remember Your Worth series and how befitting for this uh, evening show. So let me tell you a little bit about Marvin. He is the empowerment leader. Marvin Addison has been an emerging voice of hope for many as an award-winning empowerment speaker, empowerment coach, empowerment advocate, and author. For almost two decades, he has spoken to thousands through his speaker and coaching platforms. Marvin attended Los Angeles Valley College, where he studied communications in 2018, several years after struggling with his diagnosis and the stigma of being diagnosed with HIV, Marvin, Marvin became empowered to become an HIV advocate publicly, LWHIV. He continues to serve his passion, passionate purpose as an HIV advocate, LWHIV, through various platforms. One recent accomplishment that Marvin is most proud of is becoming the communications manager for the Southern AIDS Coalition, an organization that works to end the HIV epidemic in the South. In addition, Marvin is the founder of the Stigmography Organization. That website is org. That's www.stigmocracy.org. Dot .org it encompasses Marvin's heart of advocacy as an HIV advocate to destigmatize HIV and AIDS universally Marvin is the author of two lifestyle empowerment books You Can Do This and For Winners Only and one advocacy publication Sacred Stigma My Story of HIV Stigma in the Southern Bible Belt, to be released in the fall of this year. Again, if you want to visit the website, it's www.stigmography.org. I am still waiting for him to join us. Uh, And while we are waiting, uh, I see that he just um, posted... um, Another announcement for the show, and we are waiting for him to come on so we can start our program tonight, because this is something that I want you all to remember. If you notice, we have been so sidetracked and sidelined by so many other things going on in society in this day and age that we have forgotten about. Oh, I have to tell him that he put up the wrong um phone number. He's going to have people <laughs> on the wrong line. I'm going to write that to him. He's got people calling the wrong one. 646-478-4726 is our calling number if you're in our show chat room and you'd like to participate in our conversation, give us a call. 646-478-4726. 646-478-4726. If you want to join in, if you're logged in as a guest in our show chat room, you have to be logged in under regular screen name in order for you to participate in today's conversation. Marvin is now on the line with us. We're going to bring him in. And, Marvin, if you heard what I said, uh, the promo that you put up, you have the wrong phone number on it. Folks may be calling in and listening to a totally different show, and we don't want that. So, again, we've done – I've given you a little bit – of an intro to Marvin, and by the way, Marvin is a returning guest uh He was here about four a little more a little over four years ago, and at that time. We were discussing him being a reformed uh, domestic violence perpetrator. And what a difference those four years has made now that Marvin is walking in his, his true purpose and power. So with that said, I'm going to welcome Marvin to our program. Again, welcome to everyone who's listening. Sit back because... The show, it's, of course, started a little later than we would like, so this is going to be dedicated to Marvin because I want you to get as much information about what's going on in our communities and in society today that the mainstream media has pretty much laid to rest, and a lot of us have forgotten about this thing called HIV and AIDS, so again, Marvin, welcome to the program so I am so glad that you have accepted my invitation to come back uh and talk about this this um, evolution from when you were on in 2014, right through 2018. And then we're going to jump into all of these statistics and information that you have to share uh, this evening because I want people to get as much information as they can because um, I hadn't forgotten it, but I'm pretty sure no one even speaks about HIV or AIDS anymore, and that in itself is a problem. So sit back, relax, everyone. And let's welcome Marvin Anderson back to uh, the Healing Through Hurt ITalk Radio Network here on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. How are you? Uh, we're actually um, uh, taking care of that um, and correcting that promo, So, um, but we're here, so um, how are you today? Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just telling everyone, this is actually our last show until August. Um, I'll be going away for a while to take care of some personal things and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm a little bit under the weather this evening. But as I say, the show must and will go on. So that's what we are doing right now. We are going to sit here and you're going to give all these people something that they need to be reminded of uh, this evening. So as I said, we are running a little bit behind. So this is really about you having that chance to pick up where we left off. And for those of you, if you missed our very first return show two weeks ago, uh, Marvin had stopped by. And that was a very informative show. So uh, you need to listen to that. We can consider that part one. And this is part two of his return visit, so you have to listen to both shows uh, in order for you to get the full effect of what we're talking about this evening. But, yeah, I'm here, and um, we're going to get this going. So, uh, like I said, what a difference that four years uh, has made um, when I first met you and you were on the Healing Through Hurt I Talk radio program, and we were talking about domestic violence and all of that. And now we're here, and you are walking in your true purpose and power, or your newfound purpose and power. Tell us which one it is, because I believe that being a husband and a father was your purpose and power in that season. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my personal take on it. So, um, you know, just kind of start wherever you would like and walk us through between when I first met you that four years ago and how... You have come to be in this powerful place of um, encouragement, motivation, inspiration, and enlightenment that you are now.
2: Um, you know, it's really been um, an evolution. Um, mm-hmm. And I have had the opportunity um, to evolve um, into self um and being able to become um all that I have been purposed to be. But before I get into that, I just wanna um once again I think we I think they have the new number up now so I'm happy about that. But I, I I want to um take an opportunity to thank you, um and I and I hope that you um get well soon. Um, to thank you for this platform because I don't take platforms lightly and to actually be speaking to um, women. I just want to take this opportunity just to um, thank um, your followers and your listeners for um, giving me the opportunity to speak empowerment and into their lives and to their spaces. So I wanted to start by saying that because I don't take it lightly. Um, but, you know, several years ago when I initially uh, was on the show, um, we were talking about it was a TV show and i and I don't know if I reached out to you or you reached out to me. I don't know how that happened, but I do know that um we ended up um we we ended up connecting and I did come on and mm-hmm. I did that show and um and during that show at that time, you know i you know i ended a marriage and i um had started my empowerment. Um, process to empowering lives, and I, you know, I launched my brand and all that kind of stuff. And so, that was very different for me, and it was new for me as is we are today, as we fast forward to four years. Um, and so to answer your question, I do believe um, that fatherhood and, and husband, and any position that you have been um, trusted with um, in the earth realm to do, whether it's an empowerment leader as a husband and empowerment leader as an advocate, which is some of the work that I'm doing now or as empowerment or an individual as a speaker and influencer and, and life changer and impactor, which is which is I consider myself all of those things. And so um now that we're here, um I have realized that you know, there we we all have many purposes, and we all have many paths, and and that they intersect, you know, really, um, at one state or another in our lives, and we just, you know, have to embrace them as they come, and then we 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 operate in them interchangeably, if I can say that, and so, um, father, they just passed, so you know, I'm still a dad, and um, and you know, raising a, now co-parenting a, a um, second semester college student. Um, And so, so we're doing that. And then outside of that, um, doing the advocacy work and having the opportunity to work for an awesome organization um, to um, me into the field to do the work against HIV, um, to end the epidemic of HIV and AIDS. And then my main platform is empowerment and so all of those things um fall under um that umbrella. So with that being said, I think the last time we talked, we talked about um impromptu, we talked about um because I did a video about a month ago, I think Maria, we I did a video a month ago and yeah. we saw the video and you was like, Wow, this is <laughs> this is something new and it's kinda of like <laughs> Marvin, like you, 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 you have some bags. You, you pulled about the back pocket on us. Like you shocked me every time, and so, and it really wasn't about that. But what it was about is, um, um, so I'll just jump into it. Um, I had gone to a conference in Chicago. I was in. I had um, went on a scholarship um, to Chicago. Um, it was Healthy Voices, and it was a conference sponsored by hosted by Jansen Um, health advocates from all across the country, Um, really they were from every part of the world not just the United States, would come together and discuss health issues, health conditions, best practices, and all of these things. And I was afforded the opportunity to go, and I was there as a representative of the HIV-AIDS condition and that community and the work that we're doing to help end the epidemic. And so when I went there, I, I, I was blown away because there was individuals there, men and women, and um, young men and women, and, and it was individuals there that had a purpose and a passion for health conditions, and they were there to advocate for that. And I was just blown away by how they all left it on the floor they left it on the pavement you know they they took their passion and they took it to the pavement and I I was just floored I was just really floored and so to rewind a little bit I started my own organization Stigmocracy um to combat stigma against HIV and AIDS and I operated that and I was operating it volunteering and like I said now I've been really fortunate to actually get a um I'm a communications manager with the Organization Southern AIDS Coalition, and we um, fight to end the HIV epidemic in the South, specifically. Just doing all of this work, right? But um, mm-hmm. I had not—I didn't feel really authentic, right? And I didn't feel really authentic out of because I had not fully disclosed. So I was—I was, I was operating as an advocate, but I was not operating as Marvin Anderson an HIV advocate that was living with HIV. And so when I went to this conference, as a result of me seeing the individuals in that space that were so powerful, I felt like I was doing my work, uh, that that lane of my work and injustice because I was doing the work but I was not fully disclosing. And so I could not leave that space without doing that. And so the video that you saw um, Maria, when we contacted, when we reached out and we talked about it, was because I was just, okay, I need to do this and I need to step out because I feel like the influence that I have, I feel I can be more impactful. And so I did that, shaking in my boots, scared. Um, I did it, and the response um, has been overwhelming, has been tremendous in a good way. I've been able to connect with a lot of individuals and change lives. And here we are today to continue um that narrative. So thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> and I want to thank you for being here, but I want to tell people that so many people are under the impression that once you get not diagnosed with something like this, that it's the end of everything. And people still believe that. And there's so many um, – uh, new uh, in the medical field, there's so many new uh, researches and things like that going on that are helping people to be able to function and 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 control and live longer with um, this particular um, diagnosis. So. Again, I'm getting to this point because in the last – from the time that you were on uh, about two weeks ago to now, so many things have happened. And I thought it was so interesting uh, between the 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 B&B Works video and you telling the story of the mailbox incident. Um, (laughs) I'm pulling this together because, you know, you're still – you you're still alive you're still breathing you're still getting up every day and you still have to deal with the same things good or bad that we do if we're in good health or you know if we're suffering from some type of a an ailment that may you know slow us down or put us back i just mm-hmm. would like for the listeners to know that um i said you know we have to talk about that mailbox story cuz all of this ties in together and because when you told the story of the mailbox i'm thinking you know here's i'll let you tell the story but then this is where i want to speak to the sisters afterwards because i have spoken with people who were like the person that you met at the mailbox, and they took it to that other level. And then in the end, and I just spoke about this on my other show, um, in the end, they they did not take the proper precautions, and, you know, you lie down one way, and then you get up with another way, and these people are angry and they're mad, and it comes down to how we... Um, Well, I'll let you tell the story of the mailbox, and then before we end the show, you know, I had to send you that picture that I did of what I got in the mail about the three-for-three because um, we have to sometimes make life the best, and we have to smile about things. So Marvin, he got the bright idea to go shopping and tape it to my favorite store in the world. (laughs) And um, I point blank told him I wasn't fooling with him because I would go broke. But again, people, this (laughs) is to make this something that's light and to know that as serious as the topic is that we will be delving into, Marvin is still living. He's still laughing, and he still makes me laugh. He gets on my nerves when he's going shopping because then I have (laughs) to do everything in my power not to pull out my pocketbook and get myself broke fooling with him. So, um, but we're going to, you know, let's, 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 um, or we can talk about the, all of the information first that you shared the first show, um, two weeks ago, or we can, you know, start it off with the the lighter part of it. If you want to call the mailbox issue a lighter part of it, um, (laughs) What happened there because that is so indicative of what's going on in society today as a whole. So we'll start wherever you want to start.
2: No, you know, I I, want to start, um, you know, where we need to start. I do want to say that I do have – some friends that are dear to my heart, uh, specifically my friend um, who who I thought I was going to be on, and, and she is very busy and an empowerment speaker. I want to thank my friend. She said, "I'm all my brother. I'm supporting you." And I want to thank my friend Camarian um, the Anderson, um, who's on out of um, the um, from the state of Texas. So she's on the line, and so she may want to chime in later because she does this work as well. And so thank you, my sister, for joining me, and and those of you who did not let me know you're listening, but you're listening. You know,
0: I, um, I want
2: to um, be very um, clear about something that you said, so I want to jump right in. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear about life and, and us understanding and, as individuals and us understanding that we are stewards of life. Um, we are stewards of life in the actions that we speak, in the actions that we do, and we're stewards in life with the words that we speak, right? And so um, mm-hmm. we all know the the scripture that says that um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I'm going to take us back to that moment when I was diagnosed um, with HIV, and I had a moment where I knew about HIV. I was kind of versed on it, and I and I was educated on it, um, and so when I was given the diagnosis, I remember that day. I remember that moment, and everybody around me was was flustered. Um, the nurse was crying. Um, the doctor had a um, a a grim look on his face. Um, and because we're in the South, we're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, the numbers it had just been announced by the CDC that Baton Rouge was now the number one city in the nation per capita uh, with new HIV-AIDS cases. Um, I had just relocated back home because it was my, I was going to do this work, right? Um, and so I remember that day, but I remember vividly, and I will remember um, emphatically declaring to myself that I should live and not die. And I remember that right. I, from that day to this one, I never shed a tear because I understood that if in fact I had purpose before the diagnosis, that I still had purpose, if not greater, after the diagnosis. And so um, with you, you know, telling the story about me going shopping and I see Marvin living, and that's why, Maria, is why I had to come forth a few months ago and and to be a a advocate that disclosed. And, hey, listen, that's not for everybody. It took me some time to get there. But just to hear you say that confirms and validates that the impact of me taking that leap of faith or taking that step through fear, through the fog of fear, and, and, and saying, hey, I'm here, I'm the empowerment leader, I'm doing this work, however, I am an HIV, I'm living with HIV, and I'm thriving with HIV, and I think that's very important. Let me say why that's important, because if you're looking for an identification to what HIV looked like in 2018, you're not going to see it. That's number one. Number two, we must understand that HIV does not have a name. HIV does not have a, a specification, um, and it, 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 it doesn't have respect of persons. Unlike the stigmatic culture that we live in that has um, picks and chooses of what health conditions we are accepting of or what health conditions we stigmatize or what health conditions we want to talk about at the house or at the barbershop. But let me just say this. There are um, in the south, in the southern states, and in the deep south that has been declared by the CDC as southern states, African Americans, African Americans make up 20% of the population. Are you with me? Wow. So. And so, um, yeah, um, and so, but, the, di- but the, uh, the number that are 26, I think it's like 26 or 27, but the number of diagnosis is 52%. I'm going to say that again. The population of African Americans is 20 plus percent, but the actual diagnosis rate is 50 plus percent. So that means problematic. So the mathematics, has determined that this is a problematic issue. But it's all because of some of the things that you were saying because what you were doing when you were talking is you were really highlighting stigmatic behaviors in our culture Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't I be living? Why wouldn't I be shopping? Why wouldn't I be on camera living and smiling and living life to the fullest and encouraging other people? Do you know that from that video for me was just something casual? because I bear the name and I walk in my purpose as an apartment leader, that a lady who had been in surgery, who had been in the hospital, who was not feeling well, her family had been trying to get her out of the house, she saw that video and she got up because she saw that video and went to Bath and Body Works, took her a bath, took her a shower, and Marvin, I've been out of bed ever since. She sent that message to me from me deciding that I was going to live beyond that, right? So absolutely, there's life after HIV. Let me just get that. There is life after HIV. Let me also include that science has surpassed the stigma. I'm going to say that again. The science and medicine of HIV has surpassed the stigma. So as a community and as a culture, we're still stuck in stigma when science has said, I need y'all to come on. <laughs> science and, and, and medicine has said, I need y'all to get up come on with us when we have different avenues and facets. We, have, we now understand that, that CDC is on board. We understand now that it's been declared that U equals U, that undetectable equals untransmittable. Undetectable means that, that the, the viral load of the um, virus that is in a person's system is bare none, that you, it's undetectable. So if, in fact, someone has been treated, they're on a regimen and they're undetectable. they can't even transmit it. Did you know that? yep okay wow so and then and then uh, then, in addition to that, we have medicines now we have prep, we have um um pre prophylaxis and um and then we have post right and so Pre is so you know you can take it to prevent you from being diagnosed with HIV, and then we have post where if you come in contact, there's a whole process in which it can be um, taken care of. If you, it's, but there are some limitations and there are some criteria that you have to find yourself within in order for that to happen. And so here we are, um, and I, yeah. I really speak emphatically and passionately about the um, stigma that is attached to it in our culture because I need, I need it to be very clear that um, HIV is not taking lives in the 21st century, but stigma is. HIV is the old epidemic, but stigma is the new epidemic. And if we don't deal with stigma, then that's why the numbers, specifically in the south is going to continue to increase if we don't deal with the stigma. And what is stigmatic culture? It's ignorance. And when I say that word ignorance is not to be demeaning to anyone. It's not to insult anyone. Ignorance simply means a lack of knowledge. And we don't have a lack of knowledge because we choose to talk about everything that's comfortable, and we don't want to have conversations that are uncomfortable and get ourselves um, infused with this knowledge so that we can, as a community, combat an issue that's affecting us all. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking a lot.
1: Um. So, Um. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's what the, – the thing is for this show is that I told people, listen, you're going to get a lot of information. You know, I don't want people taking up this time. If they have some, some questions or things, they can message me. But I want this information to get out there because, you know, what I did was – um, a couple months ago, when I did my ancestry and all of that, I went and got a whole DNA workup with genetics and all of that thing um, with an outside source. And, um, of course, one of the things that a lot of the genetic testing uh, companies do, they they do the HIV and this and that. And some people, like myself, if, we, if I ever did contract it, I'm what's called a carrier, which means that it may take forever for it to manifest in me. But even though I would have it, I can give it to other people without myself ever showing any signs or symptoms. That in itself is something some people don't understand that they could be a carrier. So it is very important, or do you think that it is very important for people to get tested regardless of whether they're living any type of lifestyle? Some of the most innocent people could have fallen in love with someone, and they thought that that was a monogamous relationship and everything was going fine and still end up in that place where, you know, they wake up, they go to the doctors, they have a cough, or they just don't feel well, or they're just going for their regular checkup, and they see that. So for me... For someone where, um, when I was reading up on genetics, they said some people are actually almost immune to it, period. They just cannot get it. And I'm like, you know, until we learn how to educate ourselves, and that means for the people listening, that means actually going out here and getting up off of your tushes and your butts and going out here and doing some serious research for yourself. Because society tells you enough. Society tells us enough for us to want to invest in in pharmaceuticals and things like that. For you and we're going to get to this too is the fact that not only maybe you know if you're taking medications and things, but it's about that healthy and positive lifestyle as well, is it not? And then go ahead, whatever so, you were about to um say.
2: So let me let me just say because you you're on PhD level on a um, council, you you know you're in law school, so you <laughs> you're going. You're on PhD level, so what I, what, what I would, what I would, what I would, um, I would ask for permission to do if We can just, if we can bring it back to foundation, right? So before mm-hmm. we even get to research, before we get to research, before we get to um, the jargon and the language that the common layperson may not understand, right? The foundation to it all is that tomorrow, and we, we did not know this. Um, before right. when we scheduled so I wasn't paying attention to the, to the calendar, but tomorrow actually is National HIV Testing Awareness Day. So tomorrow, all across the country, you is a, is, a, is, a, is a call for individuals to go and get tested to know your status. That's powerful. So that's tomorrow. And I think that's where we start. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily need to know about the medicine, the research and all of that. First, the first call to order is go get tested. Let's find out what your status is. And after we find out what your status is, know that you can and you will live and not die. And that HIV is not a death sentence. Let's start there. So In in our sober place as a community, tomorrow is HIV testing day, National HIV testing day. And if we can just start there, if we can start there and be accountable, if we can start there and say, hey, listen, you know, come on, girl, I'm going to get tested. Come on, dude. Come on, bro. I'm going to get – let's go together. Let's build a system. Let's Mm -hmm. go and do this. Um, um, for the mother or the parent or the father. Families should go together. Get your kids, t- like, let's go, you know, if they're active. It'll get, you know, the college individuals. Call your, your child at college and say, hey, I need you to go get tested. If you go to the CDC website, I'm actually going to um, post um, a link on my um, page where you can put it in your zip code, and it will tell you where to go. And in addition to that, Walgreens has taken – a call to action nationally that they're going to be providing testing um, at different locations. So you can go to walkwinds.com and you can also find information there. And so I want us to start there. I want us to start as a community and as a culture, a call to action tomorrow. I need you, whoever's listening, and take someone else. And I need us to go get tested on tomorrow so that we can know our status. Because guess what? When you know your status, it puts you in power. Know your status puts you right. in control. Know your status puts you in the driver's seat. And if we can just start right there, if we can begin right there, then I think we're on to starting um a paradigm shift and we and we can now begin um to move forward, right? So let's start there. So I, I just wanted to interject that.
1: Yeah, and and you know, and, and you know, it's so odd that you brought that up. That um, I'm the legal eagle and all of that, because I do on my show. I tend to ask those questions that are or comments that are leading. And I'm like, he's gonna pick up on this and bring it back because I like the fact that you you caught on you caught that and you brought it back to where we need to be because I know that you had mentioned that HIV testing day was coming up and all of that and I was trying to use um, that that even though I know my status, I'm even more vigilant now because I know that even if I did contract it. I could be a the infamous carrier. And to me that's something that I'm more vigilant about because I I, I don't wanna go out here and and knowingly, you know, pass it along to anyone else. Um I get tested regularly for all of the listeners, um And this is so important because we have listeners all over the world and you know that there are some countries and places where um, they don't hear this. They don't hear the importance of getting tested or to find out what type of organizations, whether it's world organizations or local organizations, wherever they are, who can help them do this. But right now we're talking about right here on the good old USA where so many people are under the impression that this is a country that's on the cutting edge of everything and we're untouchable. And as I said in the beginning, we have forgotten all about this thing called HIV. We're talking about all of this hatred going on and all of these other things going on right now. And we forgot that there's this underlying killer out here or this underlying... um, um, what I want to call it, I don't, I don't want to say disease per se. What would you call it? I, it's an underlying, um, it's something that people have so, forgotten about. They don't talk about it anymore. I, I mean, I think
2: I don't think we've ever talked about it. I think we talked about it when it affected a certain class of
1: people. people,
2: and I think that once that certain class of people, the numbers got came down, and then we uh, were able to get care, and they were able their their um, providers were able to um, have the conversation and 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 start it, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about um, people that are outside of Black and Brown people. And so once they got a handle on it in their communities, the conversation stopped. Um, one sure. of the things that you're saying is when you when you begin to talk about the race, the the the, the hate and the racism, all of that goes together, um, and it's an epidemic, right? But and you and it's not a killer. Um, you know, it's not a killer, but it is important because it is a an epidemic and it is one that is preventable, you know. Um, but, right. again, we have to look at the reasons why, the reasons why, you know, this is the way that it is. And so sometimes, you know, my land and my passion and the things that I prescribe to because I've experienced stigma, um, as someone living with HIV. And so that's the, that's my, that's my message to combat stigma. Um, And so, because I, you know, I always say we have to, we have to wash and we have to cleanse the stigmatic culture of stigma. And I'm probably going to have to continue to say that because I know that it's not going to change overnight, Um, but we have to continue to do what we're doing today and that's to have the conversation. We have to continue doing what we're doing today, and that's point people in the right direction. And that's on tomorrow, National HIV Testing Day. Go to walkwings.com, go to cdc.gov, and you put in your zip code, and you find out where it is it can I go get, get tested on tomorrow, right? And, and that's where we start. That's where we begin. And, and for some, that's where it begins and ends, and you do it every six months. You do it every year. You do it every three months depending upon what your lifestyle is, depending upon um, what 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 your behaviors are right and and who am I to judge what's a good behavior and what's a bad behavior? and I think that's another um, thing that adds to our stigmatic culture is because we want to we want to identify and we want to define what's good and what's bad, and we want to be able to judge who's doing what's right who's not doing what's, who's doing, what's wrong and, and we, can't, we just can't do that. Because the bigger issue at hand is that there is a, a preventable and a fixable epidemic that's in our community that doesn't have to be. It's just that simple. It, it, it doesn't have to be. But um, getting tested again, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm on repeat. Knowing your status gives you power. And, and that's why I'm here, because I, I'm the primary leader. I, I want to be I am an empowerment leader and I want to use my life to empower individuals to live and so my job is to provide lifestyle empowerment and whatever whatever lanes God calls me to and puts me in it's always going to be to empower individuals to have a lifestyle to have a lifestyle of empowerment and so that's what this is all about that's why I accepted your invitation to be here today. That's why I'm excited to be talking today because if one person from hearing me today grabs a friend, grab your teenager, call your sister, call your brother, you and your coworker on lunch break, and say, "Let's go get tested," right? That that's what this is all right. about because it gives because it empowers you. It gives you power, and that who who doesn't want to walk in power and authority? We all do, right? And so that's what knowing right. your status is all about. You're, you're being, we, we, we're fearful about the wrong thing, right? Because when you know your status, you, you're in control. And when you don't, you're not in control. And so, right. oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You're in denial. I mean, you're in denial to run, walk around and think, no, it can't be. It couldn't happen to me. And then for some people, they move on to someone else and say, no, I'm pretty sure that I wasn't. And then, it, it when we don't know, that's when we cause this epidemic to grow by leaps and bounds because we are in such denial. We don't want to face what may or may not be. And we continually – I think that that's part of the problem that so many people are afraid to move, you know, to move forward and to, to get that answer that we all need. Well, we I mean, do have a caller.
2: Yeah. Um, awesome. Go ahead, awesome.
1: 2352. We're going to bring you on air as soon as Marvin gets done with this comment. We'll bring you on oh. in one moment. That's caller 2352.
2: Oh, no, let's go with the caller. Let's have this conversation. Okay. <laughs>
3: Hi, Hi there. I is you on, You're on air. Just- Hi. Hey, Marvin. This is Karmarian. Thank you for the shout out. Um, and to the host. Um, wow. Now, the I, conversation just,
2: well, I just want pre- to prepare them for what's about to happen. Like I'm, I'm being leader, but this is sonic Boom a assault. So just, you know, just bring
3: it. No, <laughs> no, no. You know, I, I'm thank listening, you for to, joining I'm us, listening to the show. Well, okay. thank you, Marvin. I'm listening to the show. And Marvin and I, we really mesh very well. We both have the same last name. go figure. A couple of things that that if I can um, offer some consideration in a conversation is is that when we speak about empowerment, we also have to think about the choice of language that we're using, especially when it comes down to this epidemic, which has a stigma of shame to it. And so you had proposed the question earlier, I don't want to call it a disease, I don't want to call it a disease, and you know, you know, what other word do we call it? Well, HIV isn't a disease any longer. It's an infection. It's a controllable infection. And I think the callers and those that are preparing to get tested tomorrow is to understand it's an infection. The reason being is because, as Marvin said, sign has gone past the stigma. We have preventive medication um, to uh, prevent someone from becoming part of this epidemic. And we have medication that will keep them living and thriving if they are part of the, the uh, category of being infected with HIV. Um, and we also have to think about that there's other sexual transmitted infections as well. So when we're going to the doctor and when we're going to places to get tested, you know, make that particularly known. I know for a fact that when we go to the gynecologist or we go to our primary care and we say test me for everything, they're not going to test you for HIV. That is a different code and it's very expensive but you have the right to ask for it, that's when the insurance will pay for it. So I I, I want to just make sure that we understand that infection, not a disease. Second thing is, why so relevant for this season to talk about women's health, even if we're talking about women's reproductive health justice, but particularly for HIV. More women, we need to show up. Let me speak from a data standpoint, epidemiology standpoint. If we don't show up, We have no data to prove that our community, our gender of our community, needs the resources when the money is being divided to ensure that we are still kept safe. And if we don't show up, then they don't get a full analysis that we are really hurting. Right now, the new cases, according to CDC, And the data that's being shared by Marvin earlier, the newfound cases are in Black and Hispanic women. There's a reason why we need to show up, because we need to make sure that the allotted funds from the administration feed it down to the um, national organizations um, that are then fed down to the local organizations who are doing the work to impact and fight and combat HIV, that is actually going to the community that's most vulnerable, that's, that's that that we need to really focus on. Um, We need to really look at commanding um, these resources for us so we can continue to live and also thrive. Marvin said something earlier. I'm a preacher. I always have to commend this scripture, and it says, the sickness is not unto death, but it's for God's glory. When it behoove us to understand for those that subscribe to Christianity or, you know, the Bible, King James, it don't matter what version, well it says in Jeremiah, before he even formed us, he knew us. And then when we cross reference the New Testament, that we are still protected because he already knew us because he created us wonderfully and well. So the narrative is, is for us to be sure that we understand that we're still connected to purpose with or without the diagnosis. The truth of the matter, and finally, the truth of the matter is, everyone should know their healthy status. And I'm saying healthy because by knowing your status, you're healthy. By no- getting the status that you're HIV and on medication, you're healthy. By, by doing um, pre-exposed prophylactic, which is the pill you can take for a woman for their vaginal tissue of 20 days in the system, taking it every day will prevent them from getting contracted. That's a healthy status. So science has moved past the epidemic. And, again, we're living in stigma. If I talk about anything with stigma and women is is that we still live in a hierarchy of privilege versus oppression. Women have always been oppressed on any platform that we've ever served under, and sometimes we adopt that into our own narrative like we may not have a voice, but we do have a voice. We're very powerful to say what we want, say how we need it, and command what we want as it relates to ensuring that women are not most vulnerable to this epidemic as the data is finally sharing. There's all types of resources out there. No one is teaching on the insertive condoms where if their partner who actually has a penile and choose not to use a condom, well, we're still protected because there's an insertive condom that we can wear where that negro can still get his pleasure on without having something tight around that piece. And we are still protected because it's on the inside of us and we still get the pleasure. So there's a lot of tools that are out there. The hope is, is that we empower women to understand Take your wifeful place and your voice. If you can birth kids, if you can become single parents, if you can go out there and work two or three jobs, then it's important that our power comes together to show that we're going to combat HIV because we're going to want to know our status. And right. ladies and, and gentlemen, that I want to that's inter- Kamarian D. Anderson. <laughs> so
2: you Kamarian, know, if, if I could, you know, you said a lot. And but it was just some of the things that you were talking about and and as we talk about our community, one of the things that you' you're talking about and you you begin to um note and quote scripture um and we and and, and I thought we were about to go there, but i don't I think that's a whole nother, i don't I don't know if we can do that tonight um um in reference to uh, you know the church and and this epidemic so but 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 I do want people to understand, and and thank you so much for adding to the conversation that – and bringing the information for our sisters, because this is a a show that focuses on um, women. And so thank you so much for joining me and and calling in. I really appreciate
0: that.
1: Yeah, and I want to interject and say this – because a lot of women, the minute that you bring up uh, things that are, are, you know, contraceptive device or protective devices for us, a lot of women, first thing they want to do is wave their hand and say, that's too uncomfortable and blah, 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 and I don't have time for that. And when you're in the, in the moment, I'm like, you know what, so you're telling me that your life isn't worth more than that 10, 15 minutes, and 15 minutes is a lot in some cases, so you would rather not take the time to protect yourself for that 10, 15 minutes of whatever it's going to be. And so many women out here have excuses why they don't want to take the time to, you know, our series for this year is Remember Your Worth. And to me, so many women are very combative in this, when they say, well, that thing looks like it's uncomfortable, it's too big, it's too this, it's too that. And I, what do you say, and this is for my sister on the line right now, uh, woman to woman, right, this moment, because it's almost like there are a lot of women out there who have this mindset that if they're in the moment, they want to just get to it. And I've had some just say, what will be, will be, and I'm like, that is probably the most I don't even know what word I want to look for. If you don't care about yourself, then naturally no one else will. So what is your words of encouragement? You're right, Marvin, where that comes into play, where we're talking about the religious aspect of all of this. Maybe you all can come back on our our next show coming in August when we come back on air. Um Because this is something that I do believe that we should talk about and continue to talk about. But to my sister on air right now, what would you say to these women who don't think enough of themselves to understand the importance of the type of Russian roulette, so to speak, that they're playing with their health and their lives? and who they're going to leave behind, especially if they have small children and other people involved. You know, one ripple, one one small pebble in a pond will cause a ripple effect. So what do you Absolutely. say to women to get them into that right mindset and stop with this freaky thinking that they have to come back in line with reality?
3: So first what I will share is, is that I'm always, Wanting to promote that we affirm people in the place that they're in, um, and sometimes it takes a testimony or it takes a, an empowerment conversation, but it also takes a responsibility, some accountability on oneself. And so, if a woman is found um, in that, a couple tools is is that consistency is commitment, and so start practicing an opportunity to make it sexy. One of the things that is not published, but I do affirm, and I also teach in preventive health, is going to be the access of lube. I don't care how much you wet up and how good the sex is and how good, you know, that vajayjay down there do what it needs to do. Lubrication doesn't prevent you from contracting an STR, yet alone HIV, but it does assist. And um, minimizing the risk because it is coating the lining of that vaginal wall. I don't care how much you wet up, as 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 the wet may not get all the way in. So I try to teach alternatives to make it sexy. You know, you know, um, if you if you want to be freaky, let's take that particular condom and let me show you a trick that I can do. Whatever we have to do, but we have to understand that our bodies are very important that we are living in a time, and this is no shade, no tea, no discrimination, because I like all men. But at the same time, I understand we're in 2018, and I understand that lip service is lip service. And so, you know, if I asked if you're good, you know, that translated you don't have nothing, no STI or anything I should be worried about, and you respond back by saying, oh, yeah, baby, I'm good, and I believe that, I'm going to then say shame on you, because the next question should have been I need you to prove it. Piece of paper? Well, we don't take the time to do that uh, yeah. In essence So what we have to do is We have to really question That particular state Do I want this bad enough Am I that vulnerable Or whatever the need may be Because again you spoke about children and stuff Sometimes we perceive that the male Is the breadwinner and we must do What we have to do There are all types of things that we can do To, con- to convince That because I promise you, if you know, we have the ability to change a whole situation just because of our nurturing spirit. And if we if we tap into that and understand that you only have one life, one body. Now granted the substance is in place, so if something does happen, but wouldn't it just be best that we're making the best decision before we lie and get inserted in, or vice versa? I really think that the Mm -hmm. most advice I can give is know that you that you're valuable think twice ask intentional and courageous questions be brave enough to still say that it's okay because I promise you when that five-minute thrill is over with and something has transferred that you're part of this epidemic you have to live that for life and then that's when the trauma comes in so it's just a matter of getting educated we need to start having level conversations. I should be able to call my girlfriend and talk about, oh, I met this new dude or whatnot, and I should be the, or she calls me, and I call her and say, okay, well, have y'all done anything? Are you in a position to protect yourself? Have you asked her about his status? We are our brothers and sisters' keepers, and if we start changing the narrative of our conversations, whether they women, well, girl, is he and down? How big is that banana, girl? How is this? Girl, did he rock you. We need to start changing our narrative to respect that when we look in the mirror, I am a chosen vessel. This is the only body that I have. And then if I want to go spiritual, I can't let, let nothing combat the spirit that has been indwelled in me. So I'm going to protect myself.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: so I wanted to chime in because um, cause I want to go all the way back to halfway through your your, your response, Camarion, when you're talking about, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I want to go back to that place because mm-hmm. in the year of 2018, you know, it's been declared this is the year of the woman, and I'm good with that. Um, we have the Me Too movement. I'm, I'm good with that. And I we look across the country and another trending we have, you know, female leadership, specifically women of color, um, running our cities, you know, becoming mayors, and that's trending, and I'm good with that. Um, so what's the problem? So now we have to realize that now, after all of these good exports that my sisters are doing and becoming and evolving, at the end of the day, this circles back to intimate space. Mm. And it doesn't matter who I am or what I become when the light's in the lights or in the public, but when I come home, there is still a voided place that needs to be filled. And at which time that I feel or that my sisters feel that I am putting at risk not my not not my not my not my body because that's not the first thing I'm thinking of but when I'm putting at risk that if I question him about his status and if I press the issue I'm I'm not thinking about putting my my health at risk. I'm thinking about putting at risk my inability to be held or my inability to be cuddled, or my inability to be embraced or my inability to be, through the act of sex, loved. So we have to deal with the underlying issue of self-worth. And, right. and, and one of the things that we have to highlight that Camarion said is that we have to begin to embrace – Kamari, can you say that again, what you said about we have to – just, just chime that in so I can complete my statement about we have to begin to embrace individuals where they are, or we have to begin to validate them where they are in their space, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, we have said? to, yeah, oh, we have to affirm
3: them in the place that they're in.
2: Affirm right. individuals in the place that they're in. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge because, you know – When we check in on one another and check in one another, we first need to be affirming, right? Mm -hmm. That's huge because we're we're not—we're not—you know—we—we—it's not mechanical. And and you know we can talk about we're probably, even me me same gender loving man right we can talk about all this stuff about you know uh, we you know within that moment you know it's about empowerment well no because even the contrary to what society want to believe that for me it's about me and <laughs> said she loves all men well I may love them, love men too but I love them differently and I don't want to sleep with all of them right so let me just start mm-hmm. there but the ones that mm-hmm. I do have. Um, attraction to than some, you know, it, it, it which I'm positive, right? And so there have been times in my life where it, it meant more to me to have a moment of intimacy in that voided place than to challenge or to put up a protest or, or a question to protect my health. And so, that, so that's a whole other thing. when you talk about intersectionality and all the things that contribute to this, we have to look at the whole story. And, I, you know, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm, you know, I, wanna, I want you to chime in, uh, Maria, is that when we're talking about this conversation, oh, that's the most powerful thing I've heard today, to Marion, is that we have to begin to affirm people and the places that they are, I almost want to weep. And I, I mean, anybody know me, you know, I am I cry. <laughs> because I felt that, and I feel that. And when, and when we're doing this, when we're advocating, and when we're really trying to bring change, and we're, when we're really trying to be impactful, we have to come with an affirming spirit. And we have to come not pointing the finger, and not beating and not being harsh, but we have to come in an affirming place. And so I, I just wanted to just just go deeper. That you know, it's it's easy for us to say, um, you know, oh well, you you know, you got to ask him. But it, it's bigger than that, y'all. And and I think Camarion, you touched on it too when you were talking about how you gotta you gotta make it sexy. And then I'm glad you said it because. It's that intimate part. It's the, we're, we're afraid mm-hmm. to ask the question, yeah. where are, who are you sleeping with? We're afraid to ask the question because it jeopardizes my ability to be intimate, not really to have sex because sex is what we use
0: to, to
2: fill that, that intimacy space when we, you know, that's a whole other topic, when intimacy don't, it's really, sex is only a small part of, of that. But that's that's really what the problem is, right? And so I just admonish people to know your value and live your worth, and that and that that's a whole nother topic. But I think that has a lot yeah. to do with it as well. Maria, I'm I'm sorry, we we've just
1: yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. And as I said, you know, today's show was I'm sitting back being a student with the rest of my listeners because. Again, this is something that society or media, however you want to say it, has really just taken the plow and just plowed this over. And they want to get people off track to the things that matter in certain communities more so than others. And another thing that I wanted to touch on was this, is that so many people, women, women, Tomorrow is the day, it's testing day. Take your girlfriends, go get tested, because to me, if you knew your status, if you knew that you walk out of there and when you get those results back and they say that you're negative, you're going to be more conscious. You know, it's not going to be, you good, I'm good, no, 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 no. That person is going to think, wait, I know I'm good. And then you want to expect the same. And if that person doesn't want to give you the same respect, that you are trying that, to give to right them yeah. when you wanna share with that, let me tell you something. You need to pack your stuff and go and always tell people when it is coming. If you that cold electric blankets are on sale at Walmart right now. So you can go and get some real so that's what I'm saying like right?
2: <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. So so in that conversation, like electric blankets, you know, we that's so that's what we say, right? But is that really the truth there? Is that, is that the truth? Like is that really what's going to happen, right? We know that's not the case, right? We, I mean, we, right. because it's going to take more than us just saying it. Let me, let, let me just say why tomorrow is so important. I'm going to say tomorrow is so important because the CDC, the numbers is 1.1 million people. Are living with HIV in the United States that we know. The South accounts for 45% of all people in the South. That's one, two, three, four. That's 13 states. 45% out of 50 states. 13%. 45% is in 13 states out of 50. All right. Then. 38% of that is in the South. One in seven people right now, one in seven individuals are living with HIV and they're unaware of their status. One out of seven. Mm-hmm. The black community bears the greatest burden of the HIV epidemic more than any other racial or ethnic group. While African Americans represent 12% of the total population, African Americans account for 41% of all people living with HIV and 44% of all new infections. 12% of the population but we account for 41% of all people living with HIV and 44% of all new infections. That's our community. So tomorrow, I need us to be very sober and celebratory as to what we're going to do when we get up, what we're going to do on our lunch break, what we're going to do on our way home. We're going to get tested. Martin, I've already been tested, and, you know, I'm good. No, I need you to get, go get tested. So all of my sisters and supporters who text me us, I'm listening, I need you to go get tested. My baby sister, I love her. She's, she's listening. I need her. I need, I need to be accountable. I need to be accountable to my circle of influence. I need, I need her to go get tested. I, I need everyone to go get tested. And, 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 and take the shame out of being tested. Post it. I voted. Well, let's post. I got tested. You know, and so I'm asking your listenership, Maria, to to partner with us. Um, myself and my sister Camarian, who, who called, who's who's on the line with us. You know, we do this work. You know, Camarian is a veteran. You know, as she as you see, you know, she came with it. <laughs> and so, as I as I cross mm-hmm. over and bring my empowerment to the table and 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 tread into this work, I, I want everyone to partner with us on tomorrow and that can happen by getting tested. And I think when it's all said and done and after all that we've shared tonight, if there's anything that I want to happen is that go get tested.
0: Exactly.
2: Go 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 get tested because if not <sighs> this conversation, it, it's not going to carry a lot of weight if if we don't take the most important message, and and that's 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 pretty high up there to go get tested because because I think what happens then after you get tested you said something great, Maria you said because after you're tested now, maybe you will be more accountable. And and maybe, you know, and maybe you will find more value because now at this moment, at that moment that you're tested, I'm safe, I'm clear, and now what am I going to do from this moment forward? So, you know, I I pretty much, you know, we we pretty much kind of like said said this, and so – I don't know what else you, you want us to say or talk about. Well, tonight. Marvin, I'm, I'm, I'm available to you, but. Um, well, Marvin, yeah. I, wanna,
3: I just want to, I want to <laughs> clear, I want to just extend something and I want us to be able to really be courageous enough to understand that we can beg and we can plead, We can't make you. Right. But I want to use an analogy by saying showing up to be counted is so important. And that when there is an invitation for you to show up uh, free of charge, um, and you don't show up, I am concerned at that point, how would you then um, be able to live with, perhaps, and be thrived when you knew that you had an opportunity free of charge all day tomorrow, some sites are going to be open all the way until 10 p.m. that night in some, in some regions. The whole point is, is we can say all day, every day, go get tested, go get tested, go get tested. The point of getting tested is also to get educated and yeah. to make ambassadors. And once you have gotten tested, you literally have gotten your certification that now you can be responsible. I don't care if it's to motel two people, you now are an ambassador to go get tested. And if you don't feel comfortable want to get tested at a public testing site, schedule a doctor's appointment tomorrow and tell them you've got to get in. Do you have any cancellation? The importance of getting tested is just so you understand your health, okay? So you can plan accordingly based off the, re- the results that you receive, because I, I'm afraid that we're living in a society where we're underpaid, we're stressed out, uh, we're not even going to talk about decisions that are being made top up that we have to live with, but there is something that we can do, and that's by making choice for our, our lives when the resources are there. People in other countries do not have these opportunities and the benefit of getting tested if it is reactive. I want to use that word again, reactive. There are tools in place, almost free to bear none, that you will be able to be linked with in order for you to understand that now that I know what my health status is, I can continue now being healthy because they're going to provide you resources. So it's not just knowing your status, it's becoming an ambassador. Because we have a new generation, okay? When you look at the statistics of of, of HIV and those that are newly getting infected outside of just the women, kids are getting infected because they're having sex at a much earlier age. And I'm talking about all the way from nine years old. I've been in this field for a while. I tested someone who was 11 because of parent consent. And for any young lady that's listening, in almost every region, there is a, um, um, what's the word i look for? Um, Marvin, help me I just drew blank. Planned Not Planned Parenthood. No, um, there's a certain age that you don't need your parents' consent.
1: Oh, um, oh. In,
3: in some areas, some areas will test a, a young lady. or or a young teenager at the age 14, 15 um, without needing your parent consent because we understand that we know that our teens are being tested, I mean having sex, so they need to be tested as well. They need the education. So we're on our bandwagon because what we don't want to happen is is that this is our narrative, and if we can be a voice in the kingdom um, that we're living in, it is to tell you that we're the John Baptist to say that we're paved the way. Now go get tested, because now we want you to be able to live uh, a lot longer, even though there's medication. But we want you to live clear. If anything, we want you to be ambassadors, because this epidemic is taking over this nation, along with other things such as poverty, and along with other things such as um, uh, lack of, of respect because of our our culture. So we have to understand that HIV doesn't discriminate. And I tell people all the time, right. somebody is having sex and guess what one day it's going to be you and are we in position to make the right decision? Wow.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Um,
3: Maria, do you? Do we have any other callers
2: that may have questions? I want to. You know what,
1: mom? I got this. I got this. Shoe. <laughs>
0: Come
1: on. You, you may have this, uh, but I if, don't know
2: if, if you, you want to join. <laughs> I don't if, know if you, if you, you want to. House,
1: it. That's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to, if you have a question or comment, feel free to press the number one on your phone right now. There's enough of you in the call query. The only way that I will know if you want to be on air is if you press the number one on your line. We have people here from California, it looks like Texas. Um, looks like mm, Carolinas, maybe. So we have quite a few of you here. If you have a question or a comment, now would be the time for you to press. You don't have to give your name. You can just say what you have to say, and then we will take it from there. If you have a question or comment, Miss Pretty, those over in our show chat room, <laughs> if you have a comment or a question. Uh, Feel free to type yours out Uh, For those of you who are signed in as guests Of course you have to give us a call At 646-478-4726 For those of you who are on here And there's quite a few of you Again, there's no pressure We have to meet you where you are And some of you may be struggling with this right now And you may be having anxiety attacks Because you have made the choice to go And get tested tomorrow Or any other day you don't have to wait until tomorrow. If you miss tomorrow, then you can go to uh, the hospital or clinic or somewhere and do it the next day. But the thing is that we want you to do it so that you can be that, that you can be empowered and educated on your status. Because as uh, the sister said, the bottom line is simple: is that you become an ambassador. Because the more of us who know our status, this is how we combat this epidemic. This is how we combat what's going on and help to stop it because guess who's not going to jump in and just make it go away like they did in their communities. So we have to learn how to take (coughs) care of home. What's that old adage say? We have to take care of home for ourselves in so many ways and this is just one way to start this. So for those of you who are listening, I want to thank you for being here and I know that you all have been here the entire show. Um, but thank you for listening. Even if you don't want to be on air, I always tell people I see you here. So I am going to pray that you are sitting there listening. And I would like for my guests to come back. Maybe we can make this on a, on some type of a schedule where we come back to keep this fresh in your mind. And I'm going to do some more wow. Um,
2: wow.
1: research and reach out to some of the organizations that are world organizations because. Since I have a listenership that is all over the world, we want to make sure that listeners in other countries know where they can go in case they don't so that they can get mm-hmm. help as well um, because oh. this is so much larger than where we are. But we're taking care of home, but then this, yeah. this, it's, the, the more people that we can touch, then our job is even more well done. So, again, we want this to know that, yes, we're going to take care of home, but we know that there are people suffering all over the world. And I wanted yeah. to backtrack a little bit. Maybe next time when you all come back, we will definitely get into this because, naturally, you know, this started a firestorm of, you know, this this right here. The Bible says this. and the, You know, people are good for picking verses out of the Bible that suit their personal agendas and feelings mm-hmm. and try to say that that's what the message is from God. I'm like, wow, you have that direct line? I'm pretty sure that's not what he wants you to come on and do. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So, again, you know, that's a show for another day, maybe in August, um, when you two have the time. Um, Reach out, and I'll certainly have you all back, because I think that this is a topic that we need to keep it on the forefront. We need to give it the face that right now it's demanding. You know, we want wow. to get it to you the know, point Real, where it doesn't get deserve it. to be spoken you, about before. Yeah. But this, this right here is demanding its space. It's demanding its time back in this spotlight. And we are abided to give this topic that time. Because one thing that you said earlier, repetition is the best Way to keep this on the forefront of people's psyche Doesn't matter You all are sitting here You have been here the whole show You don't have to ever press the number one But I know you're listening And I know that you will remember this after the fact And I know that most of you are going to press that button And share this program Because even if you're still sitting In your own little space of denial As always The inexperienced experts are ready to fix everybody else So you're going to share the program even if you're not ready to save yourself, you're going to send it to other people that you know, and your mind ain't living right, and you're going to try to save them. Wow, wow. That's what we're living wow. in. That's yeah. where we're living in wow. this right. So I want you yeah. all to and, you understand know, I, and, and this. You all know, I keep it real.
3: And, and I just want to just Go interject ahead. and just say, you know, the message that Marvin and I were so passionate to offer out that, you know, the message of HIV um, or individuality is not to shame anyone. We, we don't shame. Uh, what right. we do try to do is, is meet people where they're at, like you said, and affirm people in the places they are because we understand that everyone is going to have their own respectful level of behavior. Our job is then to take whatever that behavior they choose to share with us and let's unpack it because it could be putting you at risk. And I think that's important yeah. to say because we're not here to say, well, baby, don't go have sex. Don't, don't, don't go do this. Don't, you know, I, you know. Right. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that let's make sure that we understand the level of behaviors that we are practicing and make sure that they have some protection mechanism in place so you can understand that you will live with the decision of whether reactive or non-reactive. We just want you to understand to evaluate you and then allow us to help because there are tools that are in place that we have readily available at our fingertips in the event if there was a decision that was made and it wasn't the best decision at that particular
1: time. Right. Wow. And I did a show just yesterday about, So I said, about mistakes versus choices. And so many people say, well, it was a mistake. Well, at the time, it was a choice until you found out the ramifications of your actions. Now you want to try to convince yourself that it was a mistake. We need to understand that we are in very much in control of what we do next. We make that choice. You have to make that choice for yourself. We're not saying, I want you to go out there and get the not our job i raised my child he's 34 years old so i'm not here to raise anybody else our job is to bring you the knowledge what you do with it you either make the choice to think about it and then react to it and and become proactive with it or you do not but we're putting it out here and we're letting you know hey we're here and this is what's going on right in our own backyards just because and, and let me say this to some of you because i I'm i gonna,
2: say I'm this interject. i have a seven i have a call um that i have to go to okay. but i, I want to thank you for having me um and, and i hate to rush off but I lot of the hour <laughs> we've been on an hour and a half but I, before i leave i just really want to say um that um we really 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 i want to leave the message of go get tested tomorrow i love you yeah um and, and I, I just wanted to put it out there. Um and so yeah, I, I you know, I, I, unfortunately I got um other, you know, um responsibilities and commitments that I have to tend to hence we are testing tomorrow and so I just wanted to um just interject right. that. Um so thank you for having me and I am so excited you're open to continuing this conversation. Um, we need more
1: allies and ambassadors like you. So thank you so much. Thank you as well. And uh, we'll get together. Um, you two can get together and tell me when you'd like to do it. Um, okay. And I'll okay. put you back on the schedule. And um, we'll keep it moving because we have to thank keep you. talking about this. and. um Next time you come back, just know that you're allotted two hours, not just one. Two. <laughs> so, okay, two hours, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do that. I'll do
2: that. The council, the council has spoken, and thank you for having me again, and good luck. Because you're your law school, right? Are, is, are you are you wrapping up? Or, um, so are um, you wrapping oh, up I'm due tonight?
1: to graduate No, October 2019. So, All right, okay. Yeah, All right. I've got to look All right. over, so you're pushing a little through. over 14 months. Yeah, about know, fourteen awesome. months left. Awesome. Well, I'm <laughs> going to run, and, and Camarian.
2: Also, thank you again for having my back. Thank you so much again. My pleasure. All right.
3: Um, thank you, Maria. So I'm going to. I'm going to Maria. I'm going to remain on for just a little bit, um, just so while you're wrapping it up. Just in case if you have any other um, questions, I'll yeah. it to Marvin. And then if not, then right. I'll go ahead and. Um, okay, Marvin. Yeah, no. I, I
1: would like All for right. you to stay on a little bit okay. longer All so right, that we can you, get some. Um, Thank you so much, and we'll talk soon. So, yes, definitely, um, because as you know, the name of this show is Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, and it's open to everyone. And um, Marvin was a guest four years ago on one of my other programs, and Mm -hmm. as I said – what a difference those four, four years had made. But as far as for us as women, I was trying to get to the point that next time when you come on, and I'm hoping that you will come back, um, that we can get into more, delve into more of the religious aspect of all of this because that's another hot topic. But it comes down to women. And one of the things, some of the women that I'm dealing with now is that they're older. And they mm-hmm. are afraid of being by themselves. So they're mm-hmm. what we call the infamous settling. And when you settle, mm-hmm. you know, if someone says the right thing in your ear, next thing you know, they're in the, the home and then they're in the bed. And then next thing you know, these people have gotten something that they can't re- get rid of readily. And it's mm-hmm. about self-esteem. A lot of us, we, we've lost our sense of self Society Mm -hmm. has told us for years that we have to look a certain way. We have to be a certain way. And, you know, depending on our upbringing and all of that, so many of us have been kicked for so long, we need that one person to tell us that one thing and make us feel special which a lot of people are going through that now Um, with this show and people who my listeners who follow me on my journey. When you have um, that person in your life who decides that they want to move on to greener pastures, if I'm the wife, but then they want to go out there with that person. And Marvin didn't get a chance to share the mailbox story, but there are so many women out there who are willing to latch on to any and everyone. And this is how this particular uh, infection, as you say, it moves from person to person when we lose mm-hmm. our sense of self. mhm
2: mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. and, and I have to I mean I have to agree with with that particular statement. you know um, you know i I can be very old school, um, and I mm-hmm. remember my dear mother when she was living, she instilled a lot of principles that at one time I didn't understand, so I did different what she shared. And then, you know, of course, me being a parent and having an adult son now, I can reminisce when I think about my mom, how those particular tools is because she lived them. Um, And now that I'm in her place of telling my own child, no, baby, I've been there, done that. um, I now understand that it's going to take a village to raise all of us. And that's why the message is so important is, is that we are a walking, breathing testimony. We're a walking, breathing messenger. And it's our due diligence, especially as our nurture roots, um, to ensure that we consume um, what we can in order for us to filter it out for the better good um, uh, of our young daughters and our young sons and um, our girlfriends. And, you know, we are in position, you know, we're no longer in position to, to, to stay silent. And I understand about the piece of um, – meeting someone there. Um, I call it the, 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 the validation uh, rubric where, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, we do get weary in our well-doing I must say um, and right. we look in the mirror and, you know, we are looking for something that will affirm us. Well, before we can be affirmed by anyone, are we affirming our own selves and really technically are we in position uh, with our self-worth and, uh, with 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 our ambition for us to thrive if we have someone or not. I do understand the concept two incomes is better than one. I understand the concept that, you know, I don't want to be single for the rest of my life. But if I can withstand and still thrive and still be empowered, and I can look back and say, when I didn't have Joe, Timothy, or John in my life and I still did it, then therefore that says that you can still do it without. So we have to start targeting the vulnerability piece. And I don't think that media, I don't think that new songs coming from artists, I don't think any of that is really helping heal the places that we are in. I think it's going to take more. I'm real big on mental health. I'm real big on counseling. If there is any woman or woman that's out there that um, feel they need that extra assistance but can't get it from their girlfriend, can't get it from their current social support, And seek some professional, you know, assistance um, that can help you hone in on the power that you have within you. You know, it's almost like the effect of all year long, um, I struggle. Let's think financial here. All year long, I'm struggling. Uh, But the moment it's time for me to file taxes, automatically in my mind, I done got empowered. I said, I'm going to pay this. I'm going to do that. And then I get the money. I, I do what I, a third of what I said I'm gonna do. But then when the money runs out, I'm back to woe unto me. I need X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it just takes right. some sitting down and being organized um, and budget, not just money, but budgeting our lives and our decisions that we make and question our own decision is, is that what will be the outcome if I make this decision? If I settle with, you know, uh, Paul, Dick, and Harry. I settle with that, what would be my outcome? Because I'm worth X, Y, and Z. So, and then, if I may add, we have to really, when we connect with people, and I'm not just talking about any sexual, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, girlfriend, I'm talking about anything that we do. It can be a job. It can be persons. It can be what I'm going to eat. We have to really understand what our expectations are and as well as what are boundaries. And if expectations and boundaries are not respected when you connect to any decisions you've made, then those are your red flags. And then when we, now let's talk about relationships. If I do get with someone in a relationship, am I courageous enough before we have sex, before we move it to the next level, maybe on the second date, hell on the first date, can we talk about, if this doesn't work, what does a transitional plan look like? Right. These are tools that we can command before anything happens. And I know when I say transitional plan, some people are like, oh, my God, well, what is that? I practice now. I'm, I'm still dating. When I know that there is an individual that is about to go long term or at least monogamous and committed, I talk about a transitional plan. If it doesn't work and you don't moved up in my house, I don't moved up in yours, or we don't got out, what does it look like that if we don't make it, what does that transitional plan look like? So we can be uh, respectful to each other as we are undividing our lives, which means that you have to literally have a contract. I know that sounds weird, but that is so I can continue to share my power in anything that I've connected. So we really have to look at the expectations, the boundaries, and we really have to understand what is work When we look in the mirror, We have to ask ourselves, do I really need that nigga in my life? You know, he's cute and everything, but outside of that, if you waited that long, I promise you, your work will precede you, and and it never fails. And I know this is probably cliche, but as soon as you lock yourself down with someone, I promise you, it's not even in 12 hours or 12 minutes. The next piece of thing that you know that was your type comes and say hello to you. So we yep. have to start evaluating what we accept and what we do not accept. And then if we do accept something that is not meaningful or beneficial for our lives, it's not the end of the road. Let's go through the process of forgiving ourselves first, putting some tools in place, because I'm a firm believer, and it's not just because of my spiritual background, but if I am receiving the same result, that's because I'm doing the same thing. But if I want some different results, then I'm going to have to do something a little bit different. And sometimes that comes from a place of internalizing and evaluating the decisions that I've made and the decisions of what things that I've accepted. There are some things that are non-negotiable, and there are some things that I can compromise in. But at the end of the day, it's still about me because I have a say-so. And that's one of the pieces that I feel we lack as the womanhood in society, because we have been fostered and reared that we are second class, uh, we don't have a voice, and we can't do to, to have privilege to keep us thriving. But that's all a lie. We can do it. I look at my mom, who was a single parent, you know, um, and, and when I was being reared with, with, with numerous siblings and a foster parent, but she still made it and survived. And so she modeled that. Uh, and then when she got in her 60s, she fell in love and got married. Mm-hmm. We have to start recognizing. And so when we speak about decisions that we make and what's been attached to us that's not in our favor, such as an STI or some uh, a, a, a individual that came into my life and really just used and milked my account or who was with me because they just wanted a, a pillow to lay on and something to smash, it still goes back to who has the authority to make the final decision. Not everything that we see looks good. If a person tells you signs and wonders who they are, we have to be in position to believe them, not try to be a counselor in their life so we can get the validation that we need.
1: Right. And I think that that's a show that we need to pick up on another show. especially when I do the end of year show to prepare us for to go back and look and see how many, how how far so many of us have come in this year, but to prepare us to go into the next year. And earlier this year I told people, I said, you know, some of you have been right here in my corner since day one. And I always say, listen, I don't want to keep seeing the same people year after year. Now some people are taking it slowly. I understand that. But some people come back because They like the hype of the pity party. They like to hear their names being shouted out on radio or where I am or television or whatever I'm doing. But I'm like, people, if you're not moving, then you're still in that stagnant water. You can listen. I can talk to you all day, but there comes a time when that spot needs to be open for someone who's ready to move. And this is the thing that so many people don't understand. There's some people out here still at ground zero, year after year. For every solution that we give them, they come up with another problem of why that solution won't work. And that's a conversation for another day because there's so many people Mm -hmm. that are complacent in their comfort zone. And this is where a lot of people have their problems. By the time they decide to come out, I say it's never too late. But for some people, if you come out and you're in your 60s or your 70s and you're ready to start living life, don't look backwards as, you know, at the why didn't I do this earlier? Today is a brand new day and we need to understand it. Are we going to live it to the fullest from this point on? Or are we going to come out and try to live it to the fullest while we're trying to move forward looking backwards? But again, that's a show for another day. But I want to thank you for being here. You're um, welcome. No, thank you. If if there is a way for people to reach out to you, feel free to share that information. Um, and, again, I'd love to have you come back at not only with Marvin but also individually because when we have yeah, these sister-to-sister sister yeah. talks, you know, it's it's different when we do this. When we have that, like you said, if you can't get what you need from family or friends or, or even a medical, uh, um, some type of medical professional help, sometimes it's good to have those, um, you know, these voices where we're not here to judge anyone. We're just here because we understand woman to woman. We're creating sister a social sister. support. We know what it's yes, like. A good, yeah. Yes. A good social support You know, system. And so I would right. love to. And it's a i you off
3: now. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. absolutely. Thank you
1: so much. But if you want to share any contact information, feel free, and then uh, we'll get together. Uh, Feel free to, uh, you know, just hit me up off of one of the uh, links that Marvin put on, and um, we'll hook up there. And um, we'll make Absolutely. some great things happen because I love hooking up with people. I always say that there's people you can sit on that front stoop with people who talk positively all day. But if they're not moving and shaking on all of that positive talk, you still at ground zero. But when I meet a mover and a shaker, those are the types of people that I need because when we come together, we're great by ourselves. But when we come together, watch out because we can really help heal this world if it's one person at a time our job is still well done and right now this is my biggest platform this thing was created out of the it's the healing through hurt i talk radio network it's an entire network of programs but we we've all been hurt and now it's time for us to work together to heal so i want to thank you for being here tonight and taking this time Mm -hmm. to stay the extra time uh, after the fact, and like I said, before we go, if you'd like to share any information about any program that you have, any upcoming event, I will give you this time now to share that with the listeners.
3: The only thing I would say, I'm Carmarian D. Anderson. I'm a filter everything to Marvin. I was just really supporting him. Um, I do some inclusive work. Um, so my background is um, advocacy. Um, as well as spirituality, and it's inclusive. I um, am just like you, very passionate uh, about the scope of the community, and there's a um, community that I'm very much passionate about that doesn't really tend to have a voice, and is very stigmatized. But what I will share is, is, is that um, so for everything, through everything through Marvin, and if I get an opportunity to speak with you offline, I'll share some of those endeavors um, that I'm involved with, But I just, you know, just want to leave people with, you know, it's not a matter of the work that I am doing, and it's not the matter of contacting, it's a matter of understanding is is that I am just like you in the wilderness, I'm on the front line, and if you're not ready to be there with me, I'm one of the ones that will carry you until you get your strength, and when you get your strength, I hope that you will too uh, be in position to carry someone else, because we are moving. And sometimes we have to move without those who are ready to move because we have to make a difference. And this is the time and this is the season. And so I ask anyone to find their power of voice and know that it will make a difference. Um, and practice from home folks, practice with your children, practice with your family. Uh, but get out there and do something because we are making history. We are, um, we are reducing, um, Um, the stigma based off when we are able to show up and be counted and sometimes it's not just always opening your mouth it's sometimes just really just showing up in the present um, to make um, more power to the voices that are speaking so I really appreciate I just came on just to support Marvin but thank you for this time and I look forward to networking with you uh, with some future topics as well.
1: Yes, and same to you. And, and like I said, for everybody listening, we always talk about the show is called Focus Females Global Chat Cafe. But what you don't know is that Focus is a registered trademark. It stands for females offering clarity, unity, and success. That is what focus is all about. When you find your focus, you can do great things. Again, this has been a wonderful and an anointed show, as always. And if you missed, when Marvin was on two weeks ago for our return show, that was our first show when we came back for this season. uh, You have to listen to that show and then come back and listen to this show as well and be looking forward to my sister and Marvin to come back and maybe we can put them on a schedule where they're coming back once a month or something of that nature to be able to keep this on the forefront of everyone's mind because the minute that we be silent about it, It will go into the abyss, and no one will remember this until it's too late. So, again, my sister, thank you so much for being here. You have a blessed evening. I hope to, uh, again, reach out, and and I'll get with uh, um, Arvin, and we can see what we can do. Um, To move forward with this and you guys get together and I will put you back on the schedule so we can uh, figure out where we want to go from here. Again, we have the the self-esteem aspect to talk about, the religious aspect to talk about, Um, so many things here uh, that we can touch on this subject uh, to get it to where it is all over the world. Because as I said, there are people that need this knowledge outside of the USA but right now we are here taking care of home of course but um we're here for you so thank you again you have a great evening um likewise and again you have until like august because we I'm taking off the whole month of um july to take care of some things and prepare for my finals and things of that nature so something's got to give for a little while so um but we will be back full, well, thank force, you so and, much. And full force in august so, again, you have a great Thank evening. You. you too. Be Thank good you. to yourself. Uh-huh. Thank, you. Thank you. Be well. But, again, to all of my listeners, what do I do when I get ready to leave? I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn around that you've been carrying around upside down, but most of all, I want to pray you know strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. So until next time, visit Marvin's website at www.stigmogracy.org. That's www.s-t-i-g-m-a-c-r-a-c-y.org. Hopefully, they'll be back. Um, sometime in August and we'll try to get him on a regular schedule so that we can have these conversations Because the the tagline for healing through hurt has always been real people real stories real hurt real healing Thank you to our guest over in our show chat room. Miss pretty. Thank you for hanging out with me this evening I already as we were discussing i'm about to get off of here and I won't be back until august the 5th um if you need me or want to reach out, our number is 202-618-2556. You can leave a voicemail or message. Our websites are thewallfoundationinc.org and www.cmariawall.com. Each of our websites do have contact forms. Uh, again, Marvin's website is www.stigmogracy.org. So, again, have a wonderful evening. I am going to prepare to get in bed. Um, And try to combat uh, and feel better right now I'm going to take some medication And I'm going to sleep after a hot bath So I will see you all back on August the 5th of 2018 If you need us again, 202-618-2556 Continue to pay it and pray it forward I will see you in August, Lord willing Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Remainder of your evening I'm C. Maria Wall I will see you again soon.
0: It goes so crazy I tell my feet Man, I love feet It's the way the music comes over me The emotions I get out. of Sometimes the music is sure To make you cry and dry your eyes You know when the music Is the way you can hide Well, I, I get lost